welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Socially Sensitive. I'm your host, David. And I'm Wolfie. Wolfie's back. Well, I heard a rather interesting story this morning. I would went to the gym and come home, and I was having me a biscuit, which I know is probably bad if I'm going to the gym to have biscuits. Eh, but I guess if you're going to eat them, at least you're offsetting it, so you're carb neutral. I was sitting here watching the Glenn Beck radio program on my television. He was talking about, you know, the other day they, they had the uh, the thing that controls the airplanes in the sky. It went down all over the country, and so they had to ground all these flights. Until oh, yeah, back. yeah. Turns out that it didn't only just happen here in America. It also happened in Canada and in Great Britain, and all three of them had the exact same story of it was supposed to have been hmm. some kind of uh, corrupted code or something like that it was supposed to be the reason why it had happened. And his his thoughts on it was the fact that, you know, he thought that there were some crazy Russian hackers out there. Yeah, you'd think stuff. if it's, if it's yeah, happening at the same time, you know, it seems a little more coordinated that it mm -hmm. would be intentional. With three different countries. Yeah. Unless there was something that happened in the code that they all share. They all use the same type of software. They're all, or they're all using the same uh, service. You know, or Russia's pissed off because we're sending missiles and Bradleys. Could Ukraine, be, and they're like, well, let's just cause some havoc in their day to day. Yeah, but to me, you know, Occam's razor. You know, the simplest is is usually what is it the most uh, logical? Logical. If to me, it would be they all use the same one of the same. Uh, it's it's kind of like let's say Facebook. All these sites mm -hmm. they all use amazon mm -hmm. for the, all the back end so when one of that goes down something if a big portion of amazon goes down from that that'll kill like hundreds of websites right. even though it was one unintentional thing but it mm -hmm. looks like somebody took down walmart's back end you know targets online store it, it looked like it would take down you know all of these things mm -hmm. because they all like uh they all share the same They server. all share the servers, yeah. Or they all well, pay for the same services. That but, makes sense. But, I mean, I dare say either or. Oh, yeah. It could, it could be anything. It could be a billion things. Yeah, I want to try that uh, burger bar challenge. I think that would be pretty fun. Yeah. <clears throat> the only problem is, is he puts all this stuff on the burgers. That, like, I'm not a real big onion or tomato fan yeah. on my burger. Now, I still like ketchup, mind you, which is weird. I'm not a real big fan of tomato or onion. Oh, I love tomato. Or onion. I'm not I'm not a big fan of raw onion. I like uh, fried onion or like dehydrated the diced up. Yeah. But just like a, a big thick slice of raw onion, I, I'm not a big fan of that. I mean, I can See, eat puts, it. But... He puts all that stuff on there, and to win the challenge, you've got to eat all this stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like it's going to kill you. It's not that hard. Well, no, it ain't going to kill you. That's true. <laughs> but still, I don't know. I don't know. If he could make it to where it was a uh, Hawaii Five O challenge, I think I could do it. I like their burgers, but they're uh, not my favorite. I like the burgers if you just walk across the street to uh, uh, Steak and Lube. Mm -hmm. Their butter burgers are much better. Oh my gosh! Speaking of butter, oh, I watched a video the other day, and this guy had taken—I think it was like three pounds of butter—and melted it. He put all these different uh, herbs and spices into it. And he had, he started off by, it was a, some kind of tomahawk steak. So it had a bone sticking out of it. All right. Took it and he laid it down on this, this side down here that was opposite the bone. Had a great big fat cap on it. So he takes it and he lays it down in the pan and, and gets a good sear on it and everything like that. 
and I think he got him a little bit of caramelization on both sides. But then to finish the bur- to finish the steak off, he cooked it in like I said, it's like two or three pounds of butter, and he also threw threw garlic and I think uh, thyme, maybe basil, I don't know, some other things, and it all went into this butter mixture, which you know, I mean, it's like I said, herbs and stuff, but it was just melted butter, and he cooked that steak in melted butter, and he got it out and cut it, and just oh, it looked awesome. Talked about a little earlier in the week. Yeah, Monday's podcast, because Monday was law, uh, National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Did you get appreciated at work? No, we, we did not. No respect. No respect. Well, whenever they have an appreciation day there at the jail that's supposed to be for just the guards, mm-hmm. it turns out to be appreciation day for everybody that's there. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't actually get a day to ourselves. And what mm-hmm. they do for us, and they've done it a couple of years in a row, is they order down at Chick-fil-A to get a bunch of chicken sandwiches brought up to us. They seem to just mysteriously get enough chicken sandwiches so that everybody at work that day, the front office people, the nurses, the counselors, the maintenance men, everybody can get a chicken sandwich. Hmm. It's not just for the guards. They say it's Guard Appreciation Week or Guard Appreciation Day, but it's actually, you know, we appreciate you for working here at the jail, no matter who you are. I wonder if, and this is just me, if you were, if we could take a character from, say, like Tolkien, mm-hmm. and tell Chat GPS PT. to whatever it is, <laughs> to write a story about that character in the style of Tolkien. What we would come up with, I mean, like, say, like Elrond, right? Right. From he was in the Hobbit and mm-hmm. he was in the Lord of the Rings. But he's actually a very long-lived individual in that he was still alive, or he was alive when the last High King for the Elves was still alive. We'll put, write a short story about... Elrond. E-L-R-O-N-D. In the style... Of Tolkien. Okay, write a short story about Elrond in the style of Tolkien about what happened after... About what happened after what? After the... Death of King Gilgalad. Okay, after the death of King Gil- Gilgalad. said, okay, after the death of King Gilgalad, Elrond was filled with grief and a sense of responsibility. As one of the last remaining high elves in Middle-earth, he knew it was his duty to protect the remaining relics and artifacts of his people and to keep the memory of their great civilization alive. With a heavy heart, Elrond set out on a journey to gather the remaining elven treasures and bring them to a safe space. He traveled through the dark and treacherous mines of Moria, bringing the dangers of the goblins and the Balrog. He climbed the snowy peaks of the Misty Mountains and journeyed through the dark and twisted forests of Fangorn. Through it all, Elrond's determination never wavered. He knew what, that the fate of this people rested on his shoulders, and he was determined to see his task through to the end. Finally, after long months of travel, Elrond arrived at the hidden valley of Ilmaldris, There he built a great fortress and gathered the remaining relics and artifacts of his people, including the Ring of Barahair and the Shards of Narsal and the Scepter of Animus. And so Elrond lived out the remainder of his days in Imladris, keeping watch over the treasures of his people and preserving their memory for all time. Though the world outside the valley had changed and grown dark, Within the safety of Immoraldus, the memory of the elves' glory would always endure. Hmm. 
Well, that sounds pretty interesting, and that's actually, I would watch that TV show before I watch freaking Rings of Power. <laughs> I also wanted to tell everyone about a new coffee brand called Coffee Brand Coffee. It's fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. Coffee Brand Coffee was built by creating direct trade partnerships with many coffee producers that use sustainable coffee growing standards. We feel that this uh, dedication to quality should be obvious when you have uh, Coffee Brand Coffee in your cup. And uh, there are nearly 20 new flavors and the uh, upcoming tea line. And uh, they even have hot cocoa too. So check them out at coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the coupon code SENSITIVE for an additional 5% off. So give them a try. Yeah, watched, uh, he was on PBD the other day. I don't know who you're talking about. I didn't see that. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, him. Okay. And they got into a, an argument over COVID mm -hmm. because Neil deGrasse Tyson was making the claims that the vaccine worked perfectly, it does everything they said it would, Nobody ever said it wouldn't prevent you from getting COVID. Yeah, it's um, not true. It's that, it, that it was tested thoroughly more than we test anything. And that's what Patrick Ben David kept calling him out on all of it. And all the only Neil deGrasse Tyson's arguments were always like, well, I'm looking at it from the eyes of a scientist. You're looking at it politically. But this is, and to me, it sounded more like he was definitely looking at it politically. He just didn't want to say anything negative about the, uh, that whole situation he's afraid to get canceled oh yeah he is that's exactly what it is he's weak he ain't got the balls to stand up and say you know i mean he could go and look at open bears and oh, that's yeah. what has went and did the deep dive into the bears uh, vaccine registry system and you can find all kinds of stuff in there about people dying i watched a video of vernon coleman he had it posted to his website and he's a he's a retired doctor in the UK, and he had a video of I'd say at least fifty different people, soccer players that had been playing soccer. And this is after the vaccine mandate, and all these guys have gotten their their shots of them just falling over, not necessarily falling over dead, but having heart attacks while they're playing soccer. And I mean, this is right. this is young people in the primes of their lives, probably in the best shapes of their lives, and they're just having heart attacks. That's not normal. Right now. Now, if it was bunch, if it was like me or you, right, yeah, we were out playing soccer, running up and down. You know, us fall over, have a heart attack. It'd be like, eh, okay, yeah, they're yeah. old guys. We can see this happening. But the young people like that, no. Yeah, he he brought that he brought that up to him, and he just shrugged it off that like anomalies are going to happen. And he was like, there hasn't been a thorough enough study to show that uh, the causation. And then, you know, he kept going back to, though, you know, correlation doesn't mean causation. And Patrick Bed David was like, well, no, but you can see when there's a trend developing. Healthy athletes, like between the ages of 18 and 29, collapsing for no reason over like this 30-year period when you had like single-digit number in right. like a 30-year period. And we've had more than that in a month. Then there, mm -hmm. there, there's a spike for some reason. Now, you could say, yeah, it could be something else, possibly. What is the other correlation? There, there is not one. The only correlation there is is they've all gotten the vaccine. All right. Here, let's see if you can do this. Mm hmm Can you identify these 80s TV shows with just one screenshot? Oh, my goodness. Ready? Great. 
That's the Golden Girls. All right, the Golden Girls. Yep. That's Mr. T, and I dare say that's probably uh, either Perfect Strangers, Greatest American Hero, The A Team, or Dynasty. A Team. Yay! Says only 26 of the 98 episodes of the A-Team were run in Germany due to the excessive violence. Which was cheesy violence. (laughs) Nobody ever died. No. Uh, The Wonder Years, Who's the Boss, Hill Street Blues, Three's Company. Who's the Boss? Yeah. Angela and Tony were originally supposed to get married at the end of the series, but along with Star Turning Ends were against the proposal ending, so they ended up breaking up instead. Who's the boss? MacGyver, Hill Street Blues, Three's Company. Hill Street Blues. Yeah. The iconic theme song was written by Mike Post in two hours. He also wrote theme songs for The Great American Hero, Magnum P.I., The A-Team, NYPD Blue, and Law and Order. Dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Full House, that Happy Days. Full House. Yep. Well, easy that, one. That's Magnum P.I. There were 50 special guest stars in the eight years that the show aired. That's Night Court. Night Court. You know, the, did you see they're remaking this one? Night Court? Yeah. Yeah, I um, heard about it, but I haven't seen any of them yet. His, his daughter is, uh, she's the Bull's, judge now. Bull's daughter? No, no. Um, judge um, Harry. Harry, whatever his um, name was. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the only one that's still on it is the one that was the prosecutor. The, what's his <laughs> name with the beard, the black hair? I can't remember his. Yeah. He, he's actually going to be on it. Okay. That's Roseanne, ain't it? Yep. It's called the Connor family now because they fired her for being racist. Right. Yeah. What have we got here? What are the names? It's, uh, that's, oh, shoot. Uh, kids in high school. Um, I read it. It's too easy to give away the answers. The answers they give is Roseanne, Saved by the Bell, Family Matters, Happy Days. Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Yeah. These is multiple choices. Too easy. That's the Wonder Years, I think. Yeah. After only six episodes, The Wonder Years received his first Emmy in 1988 for Outstanding Comedy. And Fred Savage became the youngest actor to be nominated. He's only 13 years old. Jack Tripper. Mm. Tripper. You remember that show? Three's Company. Yeah, Three's Company. They had uh, Don Knotts on there towards yeah. the end. Yeah, There's... he was the landlord. Or he was the yeah. landlord's brother. He uh, was running it for him. That's for Mr. Mr. Roper. Yeah. Yep. Simpsons. You know, I remember watching The Simpsons when I lived in Florida. Uh-huh. When it was still just the clips during the uh, Tracy Ullman show. Oh, okay. I remember watching that, uh, thinking it was hilarious. There you go. That's, uh, what you talking about, Willis? Yeah. Different strokes. Yeah, different strokes. Uh, Quantum Leap. Yeah. Have you watched the new one? No, I have not. Damien watched it. He really liked it. I want to watch it, but I don't I don't know if there's any reference to the old show or not. I haven't really Damien hadn't really told me much about it. I kind of yeah. didn't want any of it to be spoiled. Right. I haven't watched it, so I don't know. Yeah. Happy Days. Happy Days. When Happy Days creator Gary Marshall first developed it, it was initially called Cool. And then it didn't go over very well when presented the focus group, so they changed the name. There you go. Remember that one? Love Boat, 21 Jump Street, Greatest American Hero, or Airwolf? That looks like Airwolf. Yeah. Cagney and Lacey, Bosom Buddies, Dukes of Hazard, Facts of Life. See, they do horrible even multiple choice. They give you the correct answer and then three that is could not ever be. 
Because you know that's not the facts of life. No. And you know that's not Dukes of Hazard. No. And do you remember Bosom Buddies? That's the only one that could have been questionable. Yeah, maybe. Remember that's Tom Hanks? It was Tom Hanks, him and the other guy they played, uh, they dressed as women to I get jobs. At uh, well, they wanted to live in a hotel or, or a apartment building that was only for women, but it was like yeah. close to their job or cheap or something like that. So yeah. they would dress up and go in so that they could live there. That's probably Cagney and Lacey. Yeah, because there's Cagney and Lacey. Can you name this show starring Neil Patrick Harris? Neil Patrick Harris, Doogie Howser, MD. Yeah. Do you ever watch uh, him in? Uh, you ever watch uh, How I Met Your Mother? I've watched episodes of it here and there, but I've not watched the whole show. All right. Remember this one? That's WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. My favorite episode of that whole show is, I swear to God, I thought turkeys could fly. Yes. Where he throws the turkeys out. <laughs> Helicopter. <laughs> They're plummeting like, oh to the God. earth. <laughs> oh, the humanity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. And then freaking Johnny Fever and all of them back at the station are like, Les. You know, and I played that right? for the kids back one Thanksgiving yeah. it come up. We talked uh -huh. about it and I played it for the kids. And I said, you know, I think this is probably in my top 10 of one of the funniest scenes of all of TV history, in in my yes. opinion. one At least in the top 10. And I you know, to agree with you. they didn't even find it that funny. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh they were gosh. like... Yeah, it's all right. That's hilarious. That's Urkel. That's what. Yeah. Uh, Backs of life, family ties, family matters, growing pains. Family ties, I think is what it was. No, that's Michael J. Fox. Okay. Michael P. Keaton. Yeah. Well, it was family, whatever the other one was. Family matters. Yeah. Yeah. There's your beginning one again. That's moonlighting again. Yeah. Ooh, what is this show featuring a robot child? Happy days. See, that's what I said. They, again, they give you a multiple choice, but the true answer and then three that it could never be. Happy Days, Moonlighting, Cagney and Lacey, or Small Wonder. Yeah, Small Wonder. That must not have been on very long. Said it was for it was on for four seasons. Wow. That's Murder, She Wrote, ain't it? Uh, yeah. That's Angela, Angela Lansbury. Which show introduced us to this family? Growing Pains, The Wonder Years, My Two Dads, Perfect Strangers. That's My Two Dads, I believe. Yeah. Did you ever watch with uh, that he was in uh, BJ and the Bear? Hmm. Was he? Yeah. It was. Was he uh, like a special guest star or something like that? No, he was a main character. He was the one that drove the tractor he and trailer. BJ? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. That's the Keaton family. It's the one you just said a second ago. Family ties. Yeah. I always enjoyed the, the the Michael P. Keaton. Michael J. Fox? Yes, Michael J. Fox. I always enjoyed his stuff. The TV show, the uh, the Back to the Future movies. I like those. You know this one? Remember, this This was one of my favorites as a kid, too. New Heart, Murder, She Wrote, Mr. Belvedere, Silver Spoons. Uh, it's probably Silver Spoons. Yeah, Ricky Schroeder. You know, he played the... The orphan kid who moved in with the uh, the millionaire guy had a big mansion. I always thought that would cool, be cool to live in the big mansion like that because he had the arcade and the train that runs through the whole house. And yeah, I think Ricky Schroeder is uh, he's one of the ones that put up bail for Cal uh, Rittenhouse. Hmm. You know that one? That's Star Trek: The Next Generation. That's Card and Riker, and looks like Worf in the background. 
said Stephen Hawking is the only person in Star Trek history to play himself. Hmm. There's one of the best shows ever made. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. You know, you realize, of course, that those four people were terrible people. <laughs> Individually, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, Kramer that, wasn't too bad. I mean, you just go back and look at this. It's, they were just terrible. <laughs> yeah. But the as way human treated, beings, yeah. The way they treated other people. Yeah. And each know, other. <laughs> and each other, yeah. Right. They were awful. Which TV show starring David Hasselhoff is shown here? Uh, well, Hasselhoff, he was in, what was it, Knight Rider? Yeah. Do you remember her? It looks like uh, Mama Jefferson. Yep. Her tootie. It's uh, the facts of life. The facts of life. Uh, you know the facts of life. That's the uh, Fraggle Rock. Yep. <sighs> they give you the Fall Guy, Mr. Belvedere, Cheers, and Miami Vice. I'd say probably Mr. Belvedere. Yep. Gum chewing was not permitted on the set of Mr. Belvedere because star Christopher Hewitt hated gum. Well, ish <laughs> There you go. Oh, that's the greatest American hero. I know yep. who that guy is. Have you watched that lately? No. I went, I went back and watched one not too long ago. Is it terrible? Oh, it's so bad. It is so bad. I went back and watched the pilot episode of The Brady Bunch, too, because I had, I, I had never seen it. I forgot that I had never watched the actual pilot episode. Mm -hmm. TV was a much different thing back then. Yeah. Hey, oh, can't show him no more. That's the Cosby show, I think. Yeah, you know he's he's getting ready to do a start do, start touring for doing a stand up yeah, show. I, you remember this prime time soap opera? Prime time soap opera. Says Great American Hero, Twenty One Jump Street, Dukes of Hazard, Dynasty. That would be Dynasty. Yeah, Mister Mister Johnny Depp, a young one. Remember what show he was on? Was it? Oh, I don't know. It was the Eighteen Miami Vice, Twenty One Jump Street, Knight Rider. It's probably Jump Street. Yeah. Can you name this groundbreaking sitcom? Murphy Brown, Alf, Cosby Show, The Fall Guy. That's probably Alf. Um, I think it's Murphy Brown, but we'll try Alf. Nope, Murphy Brown. Okay, Murphy Brown then. Finish. Oh, got 37 to 38. Oh, well. That's not too bad. AMC has a new series coming out called Lucky Hank. It's uh, Bob Odenkirk, who played Better Call Saul. They're promoting it as the follow-up to Better Call Saul even though it has nothing to do with it. They're just <laughs> wanting to draw on the name, I think. That's what it sounds like. And uh, you've been watching the Tulsa King. You watched any more of it? No, I think I no. got like three or four episodes into it, and I ain't right. watched it. We, we finished it. It it was, because they, they only did, what, six, eight? I don't remember how many. Like but yeah, Sean's all caught up, finally. He's all caught up on it, and... Yellowstone and 1923. Bank of America, I talked about yesterday's podcast was, yeah, Bank of America has, because uh, I talked a little bit about automation, you know, taking everybody's job. I saw there was, it started with, I read this one article, this woman customer, she went into, she went to the Bank of America bank near her, I guess. And mm -hmm. it's a, it's new and it's just basically, it's like a small building bank, but it's, it more or less it's a glorified ATM, but you can go inside it. But you, ha I thought the cool part was you you can use your debit card, like the RFID, the reader chip on it, to access the door. You put your card in and it unlocks the door, so you can go inside the the building. And you can talk to a real person remotely over Zoom while you're hmm. in there, but there's no real people actually there. But they have it set up to quickly 
call somebody. It's like a remote center. Um, but the whole article was basically talking about how automation is replacing, you know, jobs, replacing people. I know you don't you don't have a whole lot of problem with the self checkouts, do you? I mean, you're not one of those who thinks it's a horrible thing and we're taking people's jobs. And well, I'm on the fence about that sometimes. For the most part, I mean, I do it. I I go to them, and I guess that kind of makes me a little bit of a hypocrite. I mean, because I'm I'm not opposed to advancement for advancement's sake. You know, some people I think it's it's ridiculous to be for or opposed to something simply because it's going to cost jobs. Yeah. Well, uh, here's my problem with it. And and I'm going to probably sound like some kind of self, selfish a-hole. But uh, I do know that if you work for Walmart, mm-hmm. you get a discount on the things that you buy. Yeah, 10% on non-food so, items. So if I'm going into to Walmart and I'm buying stuff and I'm ringing it up myself, that makes me an employee of Walmart while I'm doing that job. I should get a 10% discount on the things I purchase. Mm. No, because you've always done a Walmart job. You've carried stuff out to your car that they are willing to do for you. I have never, whenever I went to Walmart, I have never had anybody say, do you mind if I carry, do you want me to carry this to your car for you? I if you I'm, that's what I'm saying. They will if you ask. Or if, yeah. let's say, you buy a piece of furniture and you want it taken out, they'll take it out. Well, yeah, I know that. If so you're not doing, so by you, never... right, but by you taking it out, you're not doing somebody else's job. Because they will do it if you ask. Just like you can go through a regular register if you ask. Yeah. But they're most giving time, you the option to choose. Most of the time when I'm over at the Walmart here in town, there's not hardly ever anybody on the regular registers. Well, they have to have at least one. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they probably Because they have something. to sell tobacco. Right. And you got to be able to check IDs for that. Yeah. Now, you can do checkout with alcohol, but the tobacco is supposed to be locked up. Behind the behind the counter, mm-hmm. so that's the only difference with alcohol, as far as because you can buy alcohol and go through a self checkout, and it'll flag it so that the customer service manager has to come over and check your ID to complete the transaction. But yeah, tobacco has to be locked up behind the counter. Other than you doing the work for them, because hundred years ago or eight, let's say eighty years ago, when you went into a store, mm-hmm. you didn't walk around and shop. You told them what they wanted, you wanted, and they got it for you. Blip, 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 blip. There you go. So do you think in the mid-50s or 60s when it started shifting over to you a little more self-service, you having to go and get the stuff yourself, did people start complaining, I don't want to have to do your job for you? Yeah, I don't know. No, that's a good question. I imagine some people did. Yeah. Probably, I wouldn't doubt it. But no, well, but probably the the older folks that were used to the doing it the old way, right? Or they just came in and they talked to the guy behind the counter and said, "Hey, I need a pound of coffee, a pound of flour, whatever else they right. get." You know? And they, like I said, they would go around, and they'd pick everything up, bring it back to the counter, ring it up, and you'd be on your way. Well, well see, now there used to be there used to be these things called full service gas stations. Yeah. Some states still have it that it's required. I think uh, I think New Jersey is one of those, isn't it? No. There's, I know no, there's... Last time I, was, last time I was in New Jersey, uh, I pulled up to a gas pump and got out and pumped my own gas. Because I know there's some states that um, require... But, I mean, you had, you had a full service, and this probably went on up until the 60s. Yeah, it says New Jersey is the only state in the U.S. that doesn't allow customers to pump their own gas anywhere. 
I pumped my own gas. Not supposed to. It's against the law. Well, I guess. Well. Oh, no. It says Oregon is the only other state besides New Jersey with a full service law. Well, I guess I'm. Uh, hopefully the uh, statute of limitations is over. You better not have your gun with you, too, because then you'd. Yeah, that'd be a Poops Creek, probably. There was a, it was just a, like a regular convenience store, and the people were inside, hmm. you know, bringing up customers. Right. But nobody came out and said, hey, you want me to pump your gas? Or, hey, I have to pump your gas for you because, it's, right. uh, you know, I did it myself. You took some union job away from somebody. No, no, it's terrible. <laughs> You're a scab. You're a union buster. I'm a union buster. <laughs> I'm not sure but, how I feel about that. But, yeah, I'm not. But I'm, there, was like a, a, there was a Popeye's chicken in the place that we went to. Uh, you know, it's amazing how how detailed your memory is to remembering all this old stuff, but you can't remember to text me back. <laughs> Had to get one uh, little dig in. No. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm rethinking this friendship thing. Today. <laughs> now, After I uh, how many thirty, forty years now? <laughs> forty years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to rethink this. <laughs> you know, because some people are opposed to technology and advancements and things getting better and being more efficient and being more productive and causing they're opposed to it simply because it's going to cost people jobs. I remember Tucker Carlson one time he was on Ben Shapiro's show and they were talking about UBI universal basic income. Tucker Carlson was kind of opposed to it too, but he also, because when Ben brought up things like, uh, self-driving trucks, vehicles, when you, you know, and using, that's one of the largest job markets out there. Truck drivers is a huge job market in this country. And if we, let's say Tesla's, you know, they have their semi rolling out now. Um, and Pepsi is one of the first big ones that is, has been taking delivery of these trucks that are running them on the road now. And they have, they have the, they'll have the capability of being fully automated Maybe not the last few miles at first, but at least probably 90% of the, the trip. So there'll still be a driver, but there won't be the as much of the limitations as far as the time required for drivers now. So they'll be, be able to be a lot more efficient. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it can be end-to-end fully automated, you know, probably within 20 years. Not that far off. And that's a lot of jobs out of place. He he made the statement. He felt that our politicians should be in it because Shapiro asked him, well, what would you do if you were like the president or if you had like the ultimate, you know, lawmaking power yourself? What would you do? Said that he would make a law to make that illegal for the sole purpose of protecting those jobs. I wouldn't do it for the sole reason of protecting jobs. I'm on the fence about this, you know, this totally automated truck out on the road with nobody there to, if something goes wrong, take control of it. You know, kind of like the same thing if a human is driving and it has to be tested. Humans make mistakes all the time. I get that. I understand. Right. But I mean, even if let's say while he's driving, he has a heart attack, there's going to be a failure rate. Sure there is. And as, as soon as the failure rate of the automated one is less than the failure rate of humans it's safer statistically sure it is. nothing's it is ever going to be a hundred percent no it's not and people will always find that one wreck that this automated one had to justify sure. it getting rid of all of it when we've had millions of wrecks saying, i'm not saying get rid of all of it right and i because i mean I, I think it's great I think it could, you know, could could help in, in many different ways. 
I just, I just, just because it's this, is, it's just like five percent more safe. That's not. I don't think that's a a reason to kick everybody out of the cab and say, okay, we don't need any more drivers. Well, you're not kicking them out of the cab because it's more safe. You're kicking them out of the cab because it's a whole lot cheaper. Yes, yeah, you're saving money. That's what. That's the whole reason money, a company makes money, saves money. The only yeah. reason you wouldn't do it to save money is if you're going to be more dangerous. But if it's even if it's to me exactly the same danger but cheaper, they should go that way uh, because that's the as you as a corporation, your sole duty is to your shareholders. You have yes, a fiduciary duty to your shareholders to make them as much money as possible. That's it. And sometimes that's going to be selling this product or selling, like, to me, if you're a store like Walmart and you decide to stop selling handguns or we're going to stop selling handgun ammunition, you know, you're taking a political stance. It's going to have a, a financial impact on it. And maybe they believe by us making this political stand is going to help us with people who to promote, to get more people to shop here because of that stand that normally wouldn't. And that the gain we get from it is going to outweigh the loss in ammo sales. I don't know which way it goes, but to me, I think they should be amoral. All corporations should be amoral. Shouldn't matter one way or the other. It should come down to what's the best financial way for the thing. Or if you're a restaurant and you're like, well, no, it's cheaper for me to sell this outdated beef. I mean, then you're directly violating something. But if if you think we can charge you a quarter, is it Aldi that does that? Charges a quarter for the shopping carts? Yeah, but you get it back. Right. I remember when I was in Pikeville and when I was working at that store, Todd, he was store manager then. He did a thing to help with the cart pushers, you know, because Walmart people do not put the carts back. <laughs> They're lucky no. if they put them back in the corral, let alone yeah. push them back to the front. He started this thing that uh, he had the people greeter when you come in. If you brought a cart in with you, you know, because it's super center. So, you know, they have the carts are kind of inside when you come in. But if you bring a cart in from the outside with you, when you come in, he gives you a little tear off stub to fill out for, they do a raffle once a week. Everybody that come in, they would just give them these raffle tickets. And he would, he would give a hundred dollars um, once a week to the winner. And how'd that go? Oh, the, he, he got to get rid of three cart pushers because people were just bringing them in to get the t tickets to get the raffle tickets yeah not a bad idea yeah so he spent a hundred dollars and probably saved eight hundred dollars in wages now he didn't fire those people he just had them do other things in right. the store because i mean you still well, you're still running these wage percentage well now they've got more time to do those things. right so you because just shift around they had to go out and push carts in right see that's the whole idea of the automation itself checkouts People think, oh, then they're going to fire cashiers and then Walmart's just going to pocket the cash. No, the stores are still going to run wages. They, the, Walmart always runs a wage percentage versus last year. If you run like a 3.4% wage last year, you've got to match a 3.4% this year. How you get more wages is you do more sales. So if you did $100,000 more this week than last year, well, you get $3,400 more in wages this year. Or this week. Every time we always talked about, you know, that we would complain to anybody, a DM or anybody, we don't have enough man hours, enough wages to get done what we need to get done. That was always their answer. You know how you get more wages? Get more sales. 
And ours was always the reverse. Well, if you gave us more wages, we could get more sales because we'd have better in stock. We would have more, you know, it's kind of a, a snowball revolving door. Catch 22. Yeah. I, I contemplate something similar to that. Now, this you're talking about wages and things like this, but I contemplate something similar. Just about every day I go to work, I go up 81. They've got a, they, they've had a road work area for months and they, they haven't done anything. They were working on the bridge. They fixed it and they're done with that. And now they're over here working on the exit ramp. Which, which exit you said? Good. 17? The one right there. The one right there in the middle of Abingdon. Okay. 14. 14. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, I mean, there, it looks like they're maybe still doing something on the exit ramp, which has nothing to do with the two lanes of traffic mm. that are out on the interstate. You know I mean? It's over there. Right. But they've still got this work thing up. And I'm pretty sure Virginia has this law that says you can't just cruise in the left-hand lane. You have to get over, right? right. But when you, as soon as you enter that work that work thing, it says, there's a sign that says stay in lane. So if I'm going down the road and I go into a, a work thing and I see a sign that says stay in lane and I'm in that left-hand lane, that means I'm supposed to stay in that left-hand lane until I get out of the work area. Right. What happens is if I get pulled over by the law and say, why are you hanging out in the left-hand lane? So now I'm in this I'm in this thing where it's like, well, okay, I can obey the, the sign, which there's a law saying that you have to obey all road right. signs, or I can obey the law that says I can't stay in the left-hand lane. I have to, you know, pass the vehicle that I want to pass. I, I would say the right. I would say the sign overpowers the other law, because I'd say the the blanket one for staying in the left lane is probably unless some other thing. It's kind of like in Kentucky, the you have to get over if there's a, like a, a, a officer, you know, on the right or mm-hmm. ambulance, yeah. anything. Same thing here in Virginia. You have, if, you're, if you have to get over, over unless get over far lane. you have to get over unless there's something in that lane. Yeah, you can't do it. Then you slow down, but you're not supposed to slow down below like 45 or whatever below the minimum is. Mm-hmm. You're just supposed to slow down and pay attention. Right. Um, so, like, in that situation, I think that would, like, that the safety overpowers the blanket rule. I think it, I'd find it interesting to go in front of a judge and see what he had to say. It's like, yeah. you know, well, judge, I, I would, what do I do? Because, you know, I've got a ticket because I was in the left-hand lane too long, but I was in the middle of a work, a work, a work road area. Right. And there was a sign that told me that I had to stay in the lane that I was in. But he pulled me over because I was in the left-hand lane, and I got a ticket for being in the left-hand lane too long when there was a sign. And so I'm either going to obey the sign and stay where I'm at, or I'm going to disobey the sign and get over because he says I'm not supposed to be in this lane right. for this long. So, you know, in this particular instance, you've got two laws now that are, are butting heads with each other. So which one's – me personally, if I was a judge and, and that was brought to me, I would just throw it out. Yeah, I'd say most would. I'd say most officers wouldn't even bother pulling anybody over. Eh, well, you never can tell. Right. You never can tell what kind of blue flame you're going to have behind you. At what level then, talking about the automation, at what level do you think – because like we were mentioning with Walmart, he was just redistributing – the 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 wage hours and i i think that's what they do with the cashiers too um i mean they're not using back there so that they can because to me honestly where walmart right now is blowing a ton of wage dollars is in all this online ordering the pickup Mm -hmm. to me they're spending more man hour dollars per dollar there than anywhere else in the store 
Well, I know uh, Caleb, he's doing that. He's he's one of the picker slash put it in the car people. Right. That, that's his job. But you got to think, though, I mean, if it wasn't an effective program, you know they wouldn't continue to do it. Um, it's effective, but my point is the the wage dollars per dollar they're spending. Because take it the other way. They're still stocking it the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Everything, the unloading is still the same. Every single thing is the same, getting it to the shelf. Okay. Okay, now look at what does it cost per dollar to get an item from the shelf to somebody's car. The old way was you went into the store, you got the item. Let's say you gathered $50 worth of groceries, $100 worth of groceries, and you took it up to the checkouts, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the only wages they were spending was that cashier who was with you for your, say, $50 order, mm-hmm. probably four to five minutes, if that long, right? Yeah. Take that same $50 order now. How long does it t- long does it take Caleb to pick that order mm. and then deliver it to know. the customer? A lot more than four or five minutes. I don't know. Uh, it's not going to take him any longer to pick it up than anybody else. As a matter Caleb, fact, he may actually be able to pick it up faster because he knows where everything is. Who? What do you mean, Caleb? Yeah, but they're paying him to do it. They're not paying the customer yes, to do it. No, they're not. They're paying him to do it. Right. That's my point. I know, but he's he's been doing it. He knows where things are at. That has so nothing to do can, with it. He can't I mean, pick I can it. See, he like, can't. When you first start, you, you're not unsure of where everything is. And you're not, get, you're not getting my it. point. No, I am getting your point. Okay. What? But as you get better at it, you get more efficient at it. Because, right. And then you, but can that, pick, you can pick he, more. It doesn't matter orders. how fast you are. He will never be as fast as the cashier is checking it out. Because the cashier is only handling everything in one location for a few seconds. It's paid for online. Huh? Cash, it's paid for online. I'm talking about how long does it take to get from the shelf to the car. From the shelf to the car, when it goes through the register, the only time Walmart is paying for any of that time, because you have to view everything every minute as pe- paid minute. How much of that time is Walmart paying for? When the cash, when the customer's shopping, they're not paying for a penny of it. The only wages they're paying is the moment the cashier touches it and starts ringing it up, and the time stops when the customer walks away from the register. So, let's say a twenty-item order, the cashier's maybe a minute, minute and a half. That's what the Walmart's paying her to do, right? Mm-hmm. Walmart's paying for those minutes. The other way, the second Caleb starts shopping for them, for that order, we're only talking order to order, that order, they start paying for the minutes he starts shopping, it gets processed, it's got to go to the back because you, the pickers can't deliver it. It has to no, be a two-point, they, they, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be. As far as I know, they do, because he picks... He can't pick, he can't take out the same items he's picking. He can he take picks, things out that other people have picked. And he delivers both. Right, he can do both. I don't know if he's delivering he, his the ones he picks. That's to prevent you from being a picker and hooking up your buddy. Right. Outside with who knows what you're Whatever loading up. Right. There has to be two people involved. Yeah, it's a che- it's checks and balances all it is. Right. But either way, that entire process 
that people are working on those order that order is minutes dollar 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 so you figure every three minutes is a dollar the only thing i can figure is if it wasn't profitable you know they wouldn't be doing it i don't i think some if they're not seeing some kind of profit off of it you know they would not they would stop doing it because like i mean they started the whole thing because of the, the COVID crap, right? Right. And now that that scare's kind of gone, they weren't making money on that venture. On that They're making money program. on the whole sale. They're losing money if you compare it to how it was. If they could get every single customer to shop and buy it and go through the register, they're losing a ton of money on it. I mean, they're not technically losing they're losing potential profit because they're it's costing them more than they could have been making if they let people do it themselves plus there is no there is no impulse shopping when when you're not in they're losing tons and tons of impulse shopping they are but like i said this is where you say you know uh you shouldn't just say okay just because it's going to cost somebody to lose a job you shouldn't improve your process right my point is this is costing them more money it's not more efficient it takes more time it's better for the customer well see and that's the whole new dynamic we have going on here now no they're only doing it because food city does it and amazon does it amazon is eating their lunch i don't know where <laughs> because i mean we've always done everything like everybody always talks about the you know, the buggy whip manufacturers, they hated the automobiles and horse carriage manufacturers and automobiles putting them out of business. But I mean, what job hasn't become more efficient? You used to dig ditches by hand. So, I mean, how, how many of those jobs, almost all those jobs were just re replaced and moved somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, think of all of the things, because Trinity and I were talking about this the other day, about how much things have changed from when we were her age, say when we were 18 years old to now. I mean, we didn't have... We didn't, we have didn't the, Right. Yeah, I mean, definitely didn't have... We didn't have the phone that we were having conversation on. Well, when, I was, when we were 18, straight out of high school, um, we almost had computers. You know, 86, 84, the Apple II came out in 80, 86, Apple II for home. Now, the Apple yeah. IIe, the education one, was in the schools because we had them. I remember we got them, I think, when we were in the 10th grade. We started getting them in the library. Oh, well. You have a nice evening. Yeah. You too, Dave. See you later. All righty. See All you, right. bud. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. If you haven't already, subscribe to Socially Sensitive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Socially Sensitive. Also, check out our website, sociallysensitive.com, and grab some officially licensed products.